Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shalhoub, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's Words of Wisdom. When I was a kid, my mother gave me a book called Answers in the Bible. <laughs> it's kind of funny now. We get to joke now, right? Right, we can joke now. It covered everything a young person might be interested in having answers for, and the answer to all my questions was the same. It's a sin. <laughs> Yep. Years later, when I was in seminary, my New Testament professor said, and I quote, if you read the Bible and you come away with more answers than questions, you've misunderstood it. And that was the moment that I felt the weight of having to know all the answers lifted from my shoulders. This professor said what I knew deep inside all along. Questions are often far more valuable than answers. Of course, in Miracles tells us that no matter what decision we actually make in this bodily world, it's ultimately wrong, (laughs) even if we have all the evidence that it is right, because we have no idea about all the other variables that are going on in every decision that we make. We only know the limited factors that we perceive in the moment. So how do you proceed if you'll always be getting it wrong no matter what you decide? Well, you have faith. But not faith in some daddy god in the sky outside of yourself. You have faith in the wisdom that resides within you, within each of us, that realm of God within. Just because our choices are never quote-unquote right in the opinion of this ego world, it doesn't mean that they are not wise when they are informed by and based upon our inner divine guidance. I used to believe all those answers from the Bible, but now I know better. I know that whatever arises in my experience is here to help me perceive deeper, to create a happy dream that leads to my ultimate awakening, but not just mine, everybody else's. The Apostle Paul said that in this world we see through a glass darkly, but when we awaken, all will be revealed. And Bruce Clark, our esteemed guitar player here in CC and the Recalcitrants, will be speaking to us this morning, and he is going to remind us about all those don't-know moments. And it is in those, remember, the Jubilee salute is, (laughs) I don't know. And it is in those don't-know moments that we find the most beautiful things that will certainly make us say, Oh, yeah. Hear these wise and holy words. From the Upanishads, translated by W.B. Yeats, I cannot see it, tongue cannot utter it, mind cannot grasp it. There is no way to learn or to teach it. It is different from the known beyond the unknown. 
It is all the ancient masters, in this all the ancient masters agree. That which makes the tongue speak, but which cannot be spoken by the tongue, that alone is God, not what people worship. To which, oh, that which makes the mind think, but which cannot be thought by the mind, that alone is God, not what people worship. That which makes the eye see, but which cannot be seen by the eye, that alone is God, not what people worship. That which makes the ear hear, but which cannot be heard by the ear, that alone is God, not what people worship. If you think that you know God, you know very little. All that you can know are ideas and images of God. I do not know God, nor can I say that I don't know it. If you understand the meaning of I neither know nor don't know, you understand God. Those who realize that God cannot be known, truly known. Those who claim that they know, know nothing. The ignorant think that God can be grasped by the mind. The wise know it beyond knowledge. When you see that God acts through you in every moment, in every movement of mind or body, you attain true freedom. When you realize the truth and cling to nothing in the world, you enter eternal life. And from the Hebrew scriptures, Ecclesiastes 1, 12 through 18. This is the message version. Call me the quester. I've been king over Israel and Jerusalem. I looked most carefully into everything, searched out all that is done on this earth, and let me tell you, there's not much to write home about. God hasn't made it easy for us. I've seen it all, and it's nothing but smoke, smoke and spitting into the wind. Life's a corkscrew that can't be straightened, a minus that won't add up. I've said to myself, I know more, and I'm wiser than anyone before me in Jerusalem. I have stockpiled wisdom and knowledge. What I finally concluded is that so-called wisdom and knowledge are mindless and witless, nothing but spitting into the wind. Much learning earns you much trouble. The more you know, the more you hurt. Yeah, th this had an original working title of I think and I know things, but that doesn't necessarily mean I should believe it. <laughs> so what do you know? What do I know? <laughs> okay. That's a, that, that was a, the whole show on, on NPR radio, but not much. You, so what do we know? Well, you know what nearly killed me when I was first, and probably a whole lot of other people when I was first growing up? Stairs. Yeah, and ladders. Now, they tell me that I uh, climbed the piano when I was three. You know, top, top of an upright grand piano, you know, tall, tall piano. Um, but stairs can be intimidating. And even the climb to stairs, have you ever climbed to stairs State House building? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope you, you don't ever have to climb them if you don't want to. But uh, most powerful I've ever felt in my life, I climbed to the top, to the top of the State House steps with my little guitar and with Leslie, and we sang um, uh, Neil Young's Harvest Moon together. Yeah, that that was a few number a few years ago, and things have changed way since then. That was way back in the good old days, you know, before <laughs> things happened. 
But anyway, when, when we're children, we learn how to climb them and we bound up steps two and three at a time, you know, and it's not intentionally rude, I don't think, but so much as expressive of our youthful strength and power. And as we are nursing bruises and often bearing scars of how we were injured falling up or down the stairs, in some cases, we learn a fear and respect for stairs and a self-awareness of our vulnerability and eventually sensible behavior because one day we're ascending and descending stairs the same way a toddler does. So when I got out of high school, thing boggled my imagination was hierarchies. Let's have a look at the word, shall we? A system or organization in which people or groups are ranked one above the other ascending to status or authority. Okay, that's the dictionary definition. And so maybe I thought it's because maybe the playing field should seem a little bit more level, and, but it's not really getting any more level these days. It's actually looking more and more like a steep, slippery, muddy road up the side of a mountain on a rainy night. <coughs> No stairs I'd trust myself on there, or ladders, or crossing a river on a drawbridge and it gets stuck. <laughs> so uh, the th phrase that stuck in my mind, you know, was thinking about all this, be very nice to all the people that you meet on your way up because of the same people you're going to meet on your way back down. And it's how hard and how fast is that excursion. <laughs> so if people at the top of the stairs have power over me, I must have power over the people at the lower rungs, you know. So as young, youngsters, we're viciously ageist. And they might go, you give me that right now. Why? Because I said so. I'm the oldest and I'm in charge. And your results may have varied, but you may have had experiences like this. That ageism is a hierarchy too attached to abstract constructions of time. Emotional maturity is the ability to respond rather than merely react. And you will inevitably react, but you can choose a nonviolent response. And one of the hardest things I ever had to learn was how younger players, younger guitar players like Eddie Van Halen, kicked my butt on guitar. He died in 2020 at the age 65, and I'm 65 now. It's about what we think we know, or worse yet, what we believe. So at, at this point, I'd define belief as ego. Belief equals ego. I had for years believed that Eddie Van Halen was younger than I was, and I thought that it was because he looked younger than I did. I didn't really know. But this guy outranked me on guitar, and by that time I had become the guitar playing had become my raison d'etre, my reason for being, my and my own belief in my talent wasn't helping matters. I had no awards, no records. I entered songwriting contests, but got no prizes, no runner-ups, no participation trophies, no medals, no swag, no pins, no no nothing. I have recordings, but no solid commercial releases. And so my uh, recordings are like sold as one-off art. But um, 
had loads of determination and I worked hard at it but I didn't know everything I needed to know and I had a bookshelf full of pseudoscience and conspiracy theories but that's a story for another day <laughs> so before you ladies and gentlemen transcendental beings stands a total non-authority on anything I don't even have an undergrad degree. <laughs> so you don't 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 you love that description? Undergrad degree? Undergrad. Undergrad. It's a it's a degree out to but to be really you got to get out from under and go to the get a master's degree. So when I did a vivisection of the Academy in my own readings and such books like Killing the Spirit by Paige Smith, um, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert Piercig, that gets really intense about page 100. Um, pretty easy to follow until you get there and then, you know. So <clears throat> I learned that the PhD was looked upon by suspicion by some conservatives at the time so so cue that joke what is it bachelor of science is bull stuff and master of science is more stuff and PhD is piled higher and deeper <laughs> and that's a conservative joke I might add as conservatives people may call me a liberal but I studied at a conservatory. Get it? Music school? And said we're suffering from a decay of respect towards academia across the country. And academia is wincing like a deer in the headlights at the nearest age which could have been described as philosopher king's stage to be snatched away by unfalsifiable narratives coupled with conspiracy theories. Morally and ethically bankrupt individuals caught up in some might makes right, swaggering hubris, comic book superheroes and cosplay of billionaires, hand puppeting the politicians. I looked at all that. So when I was at USC, I was talked out of seeking a performance degree in classical guitar by my instructor, and that was a pretty wise move. I don't think I would have had the patience for it. I got a Pell Grant in my second year and used some of the money to buy decent classical guitars because, uh, guitar because the guitars at uh, Carolina, the rental guitars they had, were not of very high quality. And it's like they didn't take a guitar major very seriously back then. And maybe they weren't, you know. But by my third year, I no longer qualified. Mom had moved up to management for any more grants, and my parents had divorced when I was 18. So I changed my major to media arts and learned how to edit and record and record song uh, recordings in analog and edit with a razor blade and edit all bar, skills that translate into digital world in unique ways but it's, uh, not a, it's a, not a very easy thing to get into. <clears throat> I don't just hand those jobs out, you know, even, even when you got creds. So fast forward to today, I always wanted to go back to school. I'm interested in way too much. Linguistics, philosophy, semiotics, 
And dang is the curse of being curious. Curiosity. These days we have YouTube experts on everything. And does watching a few YouTube videos make you an expert? Well, it depends on what you're watching. I could watch all of Robert Sapolsky's neuroscience lectures. He videoed at Stanford University. And I still wouldn't have his experience with zebras and bonobos and chimpanzees and other animals in the wild. He actually worked with them critters, and so he wrote all this stuff down, you know, and I, I just watch him talk about it, and it's fascinating, and it's like, but videos. No, cut, cutting edge people today are using chat GPT, and some probably, probably is using chat GPT to grow tomatoes on their patio, and I didn't this year. Curi too curious about too many things. And curiosity killed the cat is a fable. And dang, if I didn't when I was young, no better. That's another story for another day. But being interested in too many things and highly distractible are not a good mix. <laughs> I don't know. Some people are good at multitasking. Multitasking and high distractibility is not a very productive mix. And so ADH people... ADHD people, like myself, sometimes need to tune others out so we can figure out who we are. And it's having the courage to admit we don't know what we don't know. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is, this is what, what, what we call shadow work. And sometimes it's like ruminating, and other times it's like lancing a boil deep, dark, ooky, ugly stuff. So, so is this just like confession and absolution? Does it have to be like this forever? Really, is there such a thing as forever? All I'm saying is that when people believe they will live forever, or even viler yet, that if they die for their God, their cause, or their country, they will be rewarded in heaven? I think it cheapens and coarsens and vulgarizes people's lives. People might treat each other a whole lot better if they understood none of us lives forever. We want relief. We don't have to be 100% productive all of our waking hours. We don't have to know everything. And that doesn't mean that we have the right privilege or luxury to be willfully ignorant. Coming to terms with and learning compassion towards agnostic or atheist individuals, for example. A person cannot become atheist without first realizing they've been agnostic for a while. And it simply means I don't know. We experience immediate relief from the little gears grinding away in our minds. Who's going to go to heaven? Who's not going to heaven? Well, are they living right? No. Um, it's not ever to condemn a person for their beliefs as long as their beliefs would not displace us. Right? So, 
the chief belief which displaces, misplaces, or disgraces all of those are hierarchy words by the way people is the idea all the, all the, th- the beliefs that displace people is the idea of separation when we're in fact all one and we're not the victims of parallel or invisible hierarchies and we're not sinners in the hands of an angry God. That was required reading when I was in high school. <laughs> but um, it's a little tune that I wish that um, we'd eventually learn by Jethro Tull. Leon Anderson was the lyricist. He said, and the minstrel in the gallery looked down on the rabbit run. And then he threw away his looking glass and saw his face in everyone. And let's everybody have an absolutely beautiful rest of our lives. Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, oh yeah. Yeah.